Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, here is the host of the ads maven, Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker and coach, Jen Pawsik. Welcome to the Ads Maven. I'm your host, Jen Posick, and I am so excited because on today's show, uh, my guest uh, is my friend, Amanda Gurton, and so let me read you her bio real quick before I bring her on. So Amanda Gurton is the CEO of Slow Foods Kitchen. She has the daily pleasure of creating delicious, wholesome foods with her mom and business partner, Felicia. Her family business is rooted in crafting snacks without cutting corners and ends up with vegan snacks that carnivores love. Amanda, welcome so much to the Ads Maven. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, thank you. Um, Okay, so to start off with, do you want to just tell a little bit about your business and what you do? Yes, like you said, I own co-own with my mother, Slow Foods Kitchen, and so we handcraft raw vegan snacks. So that means we don't even have an oven in our kitchen, so we make things <laughs> like kale chips. Yeah, there's no oven. We have this huge commercial dehydrator where instead of baking all of our snacks, we slowly remove the moisture, and so that keeps all of the nutrients intact in the food, unlike baking or cooking, which will remove a lot of those nutrients. So that is what we do. I love it. And um, so I say all the time um, how, honestly, like Amanda makes the best kale chips, I think, in the entire world. They are so delicious. And, oh, my gosh, they're just so good. And I know when, because every month this year you've been doing your uncooking classes where it's been uh, vegan foods, often raw foods, where it's showing how to cook in um uh in quotes <laughs> cook cook them mm-hmm. in your kitchen it was so cool to see the actual like stuff that you use for it because it doesn't necessarily look like a lot of kitchens that you would think of with your big food dehydrator and all of that yeah it's really and, cool we've really enjoyed it awesome and i know um you've told me before that like Sometimes just being in Florida, because Florida is so humid, it causes, like, extra issues with dehydrating everything and making sure it really gets as crisp as possible, right? Yeah, it does. We had to – well, we had dehumidifiers, and they held maybe four or five gallons of water, so they pulled all this moisture. So we finally figured out to put that in the kitchen, and the bucket would be – we'd empty this bucket sometimes twice a day in the summer. So we finally just oh set it up to, yeah, it will continuously drain. So it's just forever ongoing dehumidifying, and that has solved all of our problems. But it can be difficult nice. to pull the moisture out when you're in Florida. Yeah, it's so interesting, like issues that, I mean, who would ever even think that you would have to have? Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit, how did you get started with this? What made you decide to actually do this as a business? We got started... Let's see, about seven years ago, my dad was diagnosed with dementia. And so we lived on a farm. We ate the standard 
meat and potatoes, some vegetables. Um, it's called the SAD diet, standard American diet. Uh-huh. We love that food. And so we came to realize very quickly that what we eat really does affect our body. So we decided to start making our own snacks that were healthy. So we started in our house, made it for our family, and then we made it enough that people enjoyed it. So we went to farmer's markets and we kept going and went to more and more markets. And then we relocated to Palmetto from Duet, Florida, and we converted our garage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we converted our garage to a commercial kitchen two and a half years ago. And that's when we officially said, we are doing this as a business. This is no longer just a hobby. So that's what pushed us into this arena. Nice. So when you first got started, what was like the first, what were some of the first snacks that you started with making? Our very first product was collard chips. So we used what? collard green leaves. Yeah. That's how we got started. Huh. Yeah, we were collard like, we're going to be chips. different. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same sauce and recipe that we use now. But instead of using the curly kale, we use these huge, flat collard green leaves. And so it was oh, that's so interesting. crazy now. But we took one leaf and we would dip it and put it flat on the tray and we would take a second leaf, and then we would dip it in the sauce and then put it on top of the other leaf, and then we'd dehydrate them for two hours, pull them out, cut them into triangles, and then put them back in the dryer and then pack them. Huh. So, that, so that's how we got started. Yeah. So how come you don't still have the collared chips? It is incredibly labor-intensive. Gotcha. <laughs> and so the price was just... We would not make any money, any profit based uh, off the labor costs. Gotcha. Whereas, so then we were like, well, everybody else is doing kale. We'll do kale. You just put kale in the bowl, mix up the sauce, and put it in the dryer. It's so much easier, and it's gotcha. really, really good. Yeah, so and, that was our first product. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, well, maybe I can convince you, like, at least once to make collard chips so that I can try them. That's so interesting. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, I will. That's a great idea. I'll pick up some collard leaves and make you a sample. <laughs> Yay, I would love it. Um, okay, mm. so kale chips are not the only snacks that you sell, though. Will you talk a little bit about what else you what else you offer? Our other main products are flavored pumpkin seeds. So they're raw, mm. sprouted pumpkin seeds. Mm-hmm. We have three or four flavors, maple ginger, sweet sriracha, and chili lime. We have a fourth flavor, which is salted caramel, which is in development. Oh, yeah. We need to fix that recipe a little bit. Oh. And then our coconut macarons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the vegan butter isn't shelf-stable, so we need to uh, take a new one. So it won't last for as long as you want it to. Because the salted will, caramel, yeah. those are so good. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the one that was, like, my favorite. I just can't eat it anymore because I don't do any sugar. And I know it doesn't have actual sugar in it, but it... I don't do any type of sweeteners. <laughs> it's so oh. good. They, as long as you put them in the fridge, that's the secret. Oh, the gotcha. Then they're good for months. That makes We have sense. our seasonal item with it fall coming up. We have our pumpkin cart is relaunching from now until around December. Those are our main, nice. items, main items. And um, I know that you said your pumpkin tart actually doesn't contain any pumpkin. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. So what is what are some of the ingredients in it that give it that pumpkin-y taste? 
It's just the flavor of pumpkin pie. So pumpkin, you have to cook. You can't eat it raw. But our tart is raw. Yeah, it's just like your pumpkin frappuccino thing. We get at Starbucks. (laughs) Right. right. I don't think we need pumpkin in that. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but the pumpkin like frappuccino at like Starbucks is not going to be nearly as healthy for you as your raw pumpkin pie. Right. It's just the spices. So uh, fresh ginger, nutmeg, and cloves, I believe, are our main spices in it. And it gives that flavor of pumpkin everything. Nice. That's so exciting. Um, so who are your who are your main customers? Who do you usually sell to? Our main customers are wholesale clients that we will wholesale our products to and they will resell. And so those are local customers like juice bars, yoga studios, fitness studios, coffee shops. Those are our main clients that do really well their nice. products. And then we also sell directly to the customer. So online at slowfoodskitchen.com, anyone can go and buy just one or two or three or four or 12 boxes nice. of whatever product you like. <laughs> I I know my mom recently bought the case, which is the 12 boxes of kale chips. And I'm so happy that she did because even though she has been eating them, I maybe sometimes sneak a few of those boxes because they're so good. <laughs> And I run out way too quickly, quickly, because it's basically like one box I finish in like one sitting, and I don't feel bad about that at all. (laughs) Well, they're so good for you, so it's totally okay. I know. So if anybody's listening and they would like to try some of the kale chips or the um, seeds, I want to say pumpkin seeds. Wait, no, what type of seeds are they? Yeah, pumpkin seeds. Oh, the pumpkin seeds, um, or oh, you I didn't even talk about the macaroons that you make too. Mm-hmm. Yep, coconut macaroons. Yeah, those are so good. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to try them, so they can go to slowfoodskitchen.com, um, and you also have a free offer, right? I do. If you go to my Instagram, slowfoodskitchen, and then in my bio. I have a link. If you click on the link, it will take you right to exactly where you need to go, which will take you ultimately to another link, which will give you a free box of kale chips with your first order. Nice. And that is so worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instagram at Slow Foods Kitchen. And then to the, the link to get the free kale chips with your first order. I love it. So I will definitely be telling about that multiple times because it's so good. And, um, okay, so I know if you're, like, wanting just to try it, that's a really great way to try it. And if you happen to own, like, a juice bar or a yoga studio or something like that and want to get a hold of Amanda to chat with her about potentially selling her products, how would they do that? They can email me directly, amanda at slowfoodskitchen.com. All right, Amanda at slowfoodskitchen.com. I love it. Okay, so I know that you have not always had that offer of the free box of kale chips with your first order. So do you want to talk a little bit about how that came to be? That's true. I did not. Well, I take it back. I did always have this offer of free kale chips, and I would say here's your promo code. 
go online and get free field trips. The problem with that is I would give out this promo code to all of these people and whether or not they used it, I could never follow up because I had no idea who it was, what their email address was, where nothing. I had zero details on them. Gotcha. <laughs> so then awesome. Jen came along and was like, how do you follow up? How do you, when people run ads, how do they get a hold of you? How do you find out that they are even interested? So that was a few months ago when I took Jen's class, which is called her list building course. Yeah, so I learned, list building ads lab. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's how so I got started. We've got a break coming up. Um, when we get back, let's talk more about list building ads lab and what you created through that and how the ads went and all those things. Uh, does that work for you, Amanda? Yeah, sounds great. Awesome. All right. Well, you are listening to the Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on the Inspired Choices Network. So when we return, we'll continue chatting with my friend Amanda Gurton of Slow Foods Kitchen. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. And today our show topic is running ads for a vegan snack business with Amanda Gurton. So before we went to break, we were talking all about Amanda's business and how they got started and what they sell and what they got started off selling, which I had no idea that I honestly just figured they started off with kale chips because that's I feel like that's kind of like their signature product because they're so amazingly delicious, like legit the best kale chips I've ever had. And even after having them, I started trying like a bunch of kale chips from the store just to see if any kind of compared, and they definitely did not. <laughs> so we were talking all about that. And at the point that um, Amanda and I started working together with Facebook ads, so back 
oh my gosh, it was almost a year ago actually, because it was in, um, I think it was in November that my, uh, I did a round of my group coaching program called List Building Ads Lab. So I offer that both as, um, a standalone online course that you can just take all of it. And then I also occasionally will do it as group coaching. You can get more information about it. I'm pretty sure there's a link in, um, in the show notes for it, but you can get more info at jenposick.com slash adslabss. So for adslab self-study, uh, we'll tell you more, more about it. But so we got started with list building adslab. So for the group coaching at the time, it was just six weeks, but I've since extended the group coaching to eight weeks, um, where we, it walks you through everything you need to run ads to really grow your email list. And I'm a big proponent of running ads to grow your email list. So when I got started um, back in 2014 with my family's business, which they have a health and wellness business based on a, a wellness product, a micronized purple rice that gets into your cells and regenerates them. And my parents had uh, noticed a big impact on their health and started sharing it with everybody they knew. I started working with them and quickly found that growing an email list and then selling to the list was such a powerful way for us to really grow our business. And that Facebook ads and now Instagram ads as well are such an amazing way to really grow your list like gangbusters because you can grow it as fast or as slow as you want based on your budget. So with List Building Ads Lab, it walks you through step-by-step step, all the things that you really need to create in order to do that. And so I know I talk a lot about how um, there's really two effective ways to run run ads. The first is to run ads that are to an audience that doesn't know you to grow your email list so that you can then sell to the list. The second is to run ads that are selling to an audience that already knows you in general. Now, with Amanda's stuff, it's a little bit different because while your snacks are, like, they're not cheap, but they're cheap for, like, Facebook ads. So very potentially, like, people, you could even run ads directly to a cold audience that doesn't know you. But even so, we decided to run ads to grow your email list, right? Mm-hmm. So... um when it comes to running ads to grow an email list, there's like two main things that you can do. You can do either a lead magnet or a special offer. And so with a lead magnet, it's something of value that you're giving in exchange for your email address. So like my main lead magnet is my roadmap to profitable Facebook ads. You can grab it at jenposickcom slash roadmap. I'm pretty sure the link is in the show notes. Um, I know for my mom's uh, business, it's, uh, ebook telling about her experience with it, but I know we had talked about for yours, a lead magnet didn't necessarily make sense, and instead, making a special offer probably made a little bit more sense, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so do you want to talk a little bit about that process of creating ads and figuring out what to what to run the ads to and what to test and all of that? Where should I start? Um, do you want to start with just a special offer and your email list? 
Yeah, so I have a special offer, which is the free kale chip. And so that's the ad that I'm running now. And that has really worked to grow. I have, actually, I was just looking at my list this morning. I have almost 300 people on my list just steadily growing from my free offer that I'm running. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And so some of that's organic, but most of that's through the through the Facebook ads, right? Yeah, that's those are all just from Facebook ads. Oh, gotcha. All just from mm-hmm. Facebook ads. And then I know it's been a little bit of a process to figure out where you were going to send them to for how they would sign up. So typically what happens is they see a Facebook ad. When they click on the ad, it's going to take them to a landing page of some type. The landing page is going to be connected to your email series, and then it's going to send them to a thank you page. So when, so that the ads, you're able to track what's going on. Oh, by the way, I will say, um, in order to track what's going on and when somebody signs up, you do have to have your Facebook pixels in place. And I know that, Amanda, you had a few issues with getting your pixels placed as well, um, mm-hmm. which is super common. It's like one of the biggest questions that I see people having is around placing Facebook pixels. So at the end of this month, I'm giving a free workshop all around how to place Facebook pixels, what they are, why they're essential to running ads. Um, so you can sign up for that at jenposick.com slash workshop. And I believe that link is in the show notes as well. Um, okay. So you decided to run the ad for the special offer, and at first you had them just going to your website to sign up, right? Was it Facebook ads? Well, yeah, Facebook when they going nowhere. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha. So before we were working together, how were they? So how were they taking the advantage of the promo code? I would give them a little. I print out business cards that said something's funny about kale, here's your promo code, and they would just take the card. And so whether or not – actually, I don't think I've ever had anybody ever redeem that offer. Actually. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and even if they did, they maybe they didn't use the promo code, but that, that's it. They just got the card in their hand, and then I could never, ever follow up with them because I had no idea who they were, if they gave it to a friend. Right. Oh, that's so funny. Crazy, okay, so after that – right. <laughs> So then you decide you started actually starting to really focus on growing your email list. Did you have an email list before we started working together? I did. It had 80 people on it, maybe, and now I'm up to way over 80. <laughs> nice. So when you had the list before, were you emailing them on a regular basis? I was doing monthly newsletters. So once a month, they would get this more generic okay. newsletter. Like, you know, it would have three or four main segments that have a recipe and what we were doing and like multiple blocks of content in it. Gotcha. When I first started. And then how has that changed? How how often are you emailing them now and what are you emailing them about? So I do the same concept where they get a recipe and they get information and promos, but instead of having a one email go out once a month or once every six weeks, now I'm sending out an email once a week. So like this morning I sent out an email. We just launched a brand new flavor. So I emailed my list and told them I have it we're taking pre orders. So they got that as an email today. And then next week they'll get a recipe and then the following week they will get an event reminder. Um and then so I keep going on. And eventually 
I might get up to two emails a week, but for right now, they just get (laughs) one email about once a week is the goal right now that we're at. Yeah, one email a week is pretty good. Honestly, I think like one email a week is a is a good good goal to to be at. Um, Oh gosh, that's so funny. And I know I think I saw a Facebook post where you said that you were selling something in your email today, and you already had some sales come from it. I did. I sent it at uh, sometime late morning, and I had two people respond. Ironically enough, neither of them are my Facebook ad leads. They're from friends. But I sold gotcha. um, two boxes of kale to one person, and then my other person is also local, and she she didn't actually order any kale, but she responded back and said she loved it, which was really encouraging, and she actually um, put in an order for another service we offer. Oh, nice. So, so far, so good. Well, and I did, yeah. yeah. And so when people are ordering with your brand new flavor, they're not able to order that on the website yet. So they'd have to call it in. is on the website. Nope. I did put oh, on the nice. website and the email said pre-orders will ship next week. So in theory, you could go on today, place an order, pay for it, but it won't ship. Whereas normally your order would ship within two to three days. This order will take gotcha. about a week to ship out. Cause gotcha. it's not made yet. Actually, right. I have none on the show. So, I know that it's a brand new flavor and I know that you have a few new flavors in the works. How do you start? How do you even like figure out? Yeah. How do you figure out what flavors to create and how do you test it? And what's the process with that? Well, my job is I'm in front of the house. So I say, this is our great new idea. Let's make a a spicy kale chip. So our savory flavor right now is it's cashew based and it's very savory, lots of onions and garlic. Um, so I come up with a great idea of, hey, let's do a spicy chip. And then I tell that to my partner and say, go do it. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> how it works. And then she goes in the kitchen and says, okay, spicy. What is? What can we make that spicy? What kind of pepper? So she went through three rounds of revisions of this chip, and she did a great job. And that's how it goes down every <laughs> single time. Do you know, like, how she figures out, like, what to even test? She'll look up recipes or just think, like, this particular flavor has ashwagandha and lion's mane in it. And lion's yeah, mane I is don't a mushroom. even know what that is. Lion's mane is a mushroom, and mushrooms have fabulous healing powers, and they're very good for the body. So we think, like, what's this flavor? How can we pair this with another flavor? Um, mm. So she just goes through and picks out. I need to, like, figure out how she does it. She just, my mom, gotcha. so this is my partner, she's great at cooking, really good at very creative. Like she came up with this idea. I gave her another idea of we need a kale chip that doesn't have any nuts in it. And that's how ginger lemon came about. So we substituted nut cashews for chickpeas. So she just has a skill at it that huh. I don't know. She just thinks like, hmm, this would be a great combo. And you're like, no, it wouldn't. And she comes up with this amazing <laughs> flavor. It's a secret, I guess. Nice. I'm not sure. How did so? I assume then with the original um, collard chips, because I know those are the same recipe as with the kale chips. How mm-hmm. did how did she come up with that? Was that like, yeah? Well, basically said we're going to be different. Everybody does kale chips. We're going to do a different green. There's a reason right? everybody does kale chips <laughs> <laughs> because kale is a superfood and it it stands up to a mixer. You could put kale in a stand mixer. And it can mix very well, whereas any other green would fall apart. And oh, it's really interesting. good for you. So, like, we're going to be different. We're going to make a collar chip. 
how I don't even know decide, how we picked that out. Yeah. How did she decide, like, what to add with Because I know there's, like, nutritional yeast in it and also, mm-hmm. like, cashews and stuff. But how did she figure out just what all to put in it? We did a lot of researching and looking at what other companies were doing. We did a lot of Googling and looking online. So we decided we wanted something savory and cheesy, but also vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at other companies and what other people are doing, they're using things like sunflower seeds. And those are cheaper than cashews, but they tend to also be very bitter if they're not done well. Oh, so we started yeah. thinking, like, how can we make it better? And um, cashews are like tofu. So they don't have much of a flavor, and they are soft, so they blend well, and they will absorb other flavors very well. So that's how we came up with a cashew base. And then we know we wanted savory flavors, so we're like, okay, green onions and garlic. You have to have salt, pepper. Turmeric is very healing and gives it that golden color. So we just started yeah. thinking, like, um, nutritional yeast is a substitute for cheese. So we started pulling in right. all these ingredients we know that would work and taste good, blend them together, and then we finally got the ratios correct where they came out good. Lots of experimenting. Nice. A lot of experimenting. That definitely makes sense. All right. So we are going to take um, another break. When we get back, let's talk a little bit more about uh, how you figure out what to put in it. And then we'll get back to um, running the ads and emails and all of that. So, all right. You are listening to the Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on the Inspired Choices Network. So when we return, we'll continue chatting with my friend Amanda Gurton of Slow Foods Kitchen. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. And today, our show topic is running ads for a vegan snack business with Amanda Curtin. So before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about um, the ingredients that went into uh, perfecting um, her kale chips. Because, again, the kale chips that they make at Slow Foods Kitchen are legit the best kale chips ever in the world. And I know, Amanda, you gave a promo code so that people can try kale chips for free with their first order. And so you said if they go to Instagram at Slow Foods Kitchen – um, and they click on the link in your bio, there's a link to get those free kale chips with their first order. Um, I know you were also saying, oh, gosh, I feel like I'm going to mess it up. But basically, because you use cashews instead of sunflower seeds, that's mm-hmm. it's that's almost like a secret ingredient to 
making your kale chips taste better because you said, did you say the sunflower seeds have a little bit of a bitter aftertaste? Yeah, they can be a little bitter. Yeah. Oh, man. And then I know that you use, like, really high-quality um, high quality foods, including the nutritional yeast that's, like, super fancy. Um, are you able to share anything about that? If not, it, I totally get it, if that's, like, secret part of your recipe. <laughs> it's not a secret, but I will let you in just for you and your listeners. Um, the other secret we do that we use is um, we use only organic because organic really mm. does taste better. And we're also officially USDA organic certified. But Yay! we get our, yeah, finally, and we get our nutritional yeast from, we buy it from a company in California that they source it from Germany because not all nutritional yeast is the same. There's different strains since it is a product that grows on rice. So different types of rice. Rice produce different flavors of yeast. So we get our yeast from what? Germany. Mm-hmm. And it's the only company that has it. And in the next few days or so, you can buy it on our website. Oh, you can just buy the nutritional yeast on your website. Yep, That's in about so a few cool. days. It'll be up there. Um, okay, so I have been a fan of nutritional yeast for, like, years. And I've known... A lot of, you know, I've been, like, eating your products for at least a year, I think. And I had no idea that nutritional yeast, like, grows on rice. Is that something that people just know? Do people know this? Like, I had no I idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. That's so, yeah, that's so weird. Is it, um, so the rice, the nutritional yeast that you get in Germany, is it, like, a particular type of rice? I cannot fully answer that question because I don't honestly know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to schedule a business trip to Germany, and I will try the beer, and I will try the yeast, and I will report back. Because I'm okay. not sure how they... Well, maybe maybe I can come with you on this business trip, and I, I yeah. can somehow make it a business expense as your your advertising advisor. Exactly. I think I, we should um, donate this. Right. So I um, I went to Munich a couple years ago now with one of my clients um, where – so she teaches classes all over the world, and I got to go – so first I went with her to Japan, but then I also got to go to um, Rome and Debrecen, Hungary, which was amazing, and then also Munich. And I I loved – I mean, I loved the whole trip quite a bit. Um with Germany, it was so interesting. I really enjoyed Germany, and I had never actually been there before. I've traveled a lot. Like, I grew up traveling a lot. And it wasn't until after I got home. So my last name is Pasek, and the Pasek side of my family are mostly, like, Polish um, Jews. And both of my grandparents on my dad's side, the, the Jewish side, um, basically escaped um, around the time of you know, Nazis and the Holocaust and all that. And um, so I learned from notes from my grandmother, who she passed when I was in, gosh, like, I think I was in college. It's either, yeah. So she passed a long time ago. But I found from notes with that, that the name Pasek actually comes from 
Germany, there's a small town in Germany that a lot of Polish Jews settled, and it's spelled not exactly the same, but very similar. And it's in like this tiny remote village in eastern Germany. Yeah, eastern Germany. And so now, like, I'm like, okay, at some point, I have to go visit Pasek, Germany, because, mm-hmm. I mean, how can I not? Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you ever meet somebody else named Pasek, or if you know somebody else named Pasek, like, they're probably related to me, because there's not very many of us. But I don't know, hmm. maybe there are in Pasek, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> We have to go find out. No, exactly. So we can go on our business trip where you can go and and check out where your nutritional yeast is grown, and I'll go and visit Pasek, Germany. Perfect. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I know a while ago we got a little distracted, but a while ago we were talking about the ads that you got going and your email list and all of that. So when you first started – um, working with me, I know that you got started running up, running um, the ads to your offer for the free kale chips, and it was taking them to your website to to have them sign up, and you created a sign up form on there to your email list, right? Don't touch me, but there wasn't even they couldn't even get on my list. Actually, I had right. a manual. So, okay, so before I was adding people to my list by hand. Oh, like manually? Oh, yeah, I would no. go to events and put a sheet out, and they would sign up. So there was, they may have been able to opt in on the website, but it was not easy. There was no pop-up form. Okay. So then we started website, working together. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no. For a while. I didn't have a website. So. And then Jen came oh, along God. and changed everything. <laughs> well, I did not create your website for you. <laughs> I'm definitely not a web person, but I did help with the list building part. Okay, so with working together, you created, like, the sign-up forms and all of that to sign, have people sign up for your email list, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I, I if, tell me if I'm wrong, but when we when you first got that going, you had them going to your website to sign up where you created a landing page on your website, but then after a while you switched over to a landing page on lead pages? Yeah, I think I had a, a pop, maybe I had a opt-in form somewhere, but I've also been using MailChimp for a while, and I had a pop-up mm. there, and then I moved over to the website. Gotcha. Do you it was not prefer efficient. one of Gotcha. Yeah, I find so often, and I know because lead pages, like, cost money, and, like, with MailChimp, well, I think you have, like, the paid version of MailChimp, right? I do. Yeah, but even that is less than, I think it's less than lead pages. So lead pages, I think, starts at like 27 a month. I think MailChimp starts at like 15 a month now. Yep, 15. But, yeah, but even if you have like MailChimp for your email service provider, I'm still a big fan of using something like lead pages or a landing page builder in order to create your landing pages for that. Okay, so... With the ads, so often I know I talk all the time, I feel like, about how you really have to test your ads. And I feel like you took that to heart, like, so much, because you have done so much testing. Can you talk a little bit about the ad results that you've been getting and testing for it? Yes, I tested um, the graphics, the content, or the copy of the ad. 
Um, and I finally settled on I ha you, the ad will give you a free box of kale chips. And it's going really well. So I'm getting, I don't in my know my cost, but my cost a couple of days ago was around like 370 or so per lead. And I'm suddenly getting yeah. really getting more and more leads. So it's it's going well. That's awesome. And I think when you first started, it was like maybe, was it like a, a little above $4 and it's been going down a bit? Yeah, it was over 4 Gotcha. And a lot of times that'll happen. Um, so it's so funny. We were talking about this yesterday, but really you guys as listeners are not going to hear it until next week. Um, but so in general, I used to always say that if you're getting somebody to sign up for your email list, that you want to get them for like between $1 and $3 per person. Now, with Facebook ads, the cost has been going up, and it really varies based on your niche and your audience and all those tons of factors. But really, between like $1 and $5 a person, I consider to be really good. Now, just the other day, I was doing a workshop, like locally, an in-person workshop, and one of my friends was there who she works with several other businesses. And one of the businesses that she works with, they, I think they spend a good amount of money in ads, like probably something like 25000 a month is my guess, I believe. I could be wrong. That's my guess. Um, they spend a good amount on ads. And they, for them, a good cost per lead is like 7 to $8 a person. So it really depends on what you're looking for and what's like the lifetime value of of your customer or client. Now, in your case, Amanda, I know that it's a little different because you're giving them a special offer that the way for them to take advantage of it is for them to, they have to actually like place the order <laughs> to, to take advantage. So I kind of mm -hmm. think in that case, you might end up spending a little bit more than for somebody just signing up for a lead magnet um, because they are kind of making that commitment to make a purchase, even though it doesn't mean just because they sign up and take you up on the offer code for the free kale chips. It doesn't necessarily mean, of course, that they're going to immediately purchase. But I think that's true with other ones as well. Like when I've run ads for like chiropractors and acupuncturists, it's going to be a little bit more to get leads when they're taking you up on some type of a special offer because they're also making a purchase. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So we are going to take our final break. Um, when we come back, we'll continue to talk a little bit more about ads and ads for a vegan snack business. Um, so you are listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. And so when we get back, we'll continue to chat with my friend Amanda Gurton of Slow Foods Kitchen. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. 
To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Right, welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So today our show topic is running ads for a vegan snack business with Amanda Gurton. So before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about um, running ads to a special offer that grows your email list but also brings in some sales. So I know, Amanda, you were saying that you, when you first started running the ads, they were converting for a little over $4 a person onto your email list, but as you've been running them, they've been going down, right? Mm-hmm. So I know that that's pretty common that once you're running ads for a while, so when ads have some social proof on it, so they have some likes and some comments, people are more likely to see the ad and to trust that it's worthwhile. And so a lot of times we will see ad costs go down the longer that you run them for. All right, so besides the ads to the special offer that grow your email list, um, do you have any other ads that you've run or ads that you're thinking to run in the future? I do want to run an ad that is 10% off your first order so that people aren't – They're like some people are like – I even had a person comment, like, I hate kale, kale is gross, but we offer things other than kale. Oh, And I gotcha. had one person say – like, well, we have other things. So that way encourages them to not just disregard the offer because they immediately think they don't like kale chips. And then yeah. the other offer I want to, yeah, and then the other offer is, oh, that was it. Yeah, 10% off your first order. Gotcha. I thought about pre shipping. I think that makes that a lot of a sense. Minimum. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And you could even, you know what, like you could even test the free shipping more to like your email list or past customers with the minimum than um, than for, to a cold audience, I think. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of the 10% off because, well, I have to tell you, though, because I don't like kale. And even so recently I've been getting this one salad at um, whatever. I've been getting this one salad that traditionally comes with kale, and I replace it with spinach because I don't <laughs> like kale. But um, I am obsessed with your kale chips. So I don't think they're the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I know obviously you use kale in your kale chips, but it's not like just eating kale. Right. No, you know? it's very different. Yeah. It's like a million times better. Um, that's awesome. I think that that's a really good idea to test. And I feel like I say that all the time, like that I just recommend testing different ads feel like sometimes I'm like a broken record with it. But as you're running the ads, you can always get feedback in them in our Ad Makers Society. Mm-hmm. Yay. So um, in addition to uh, being part of the List Building Ad Lab group coaching, which is also a self-study course, um, I know Amanda is one of, also one of my members of the Ad Makers Society, which honestly, I feel like my Ad Makers Society is the most amazing value because every week we have office hours in there where everybody can come on Zoom and share their screen and we'll just go through, we'll, like I know a lot of times, like Amanda, you're 
seriously like my star student because you're like on almost every call that we have. And it's a lot of times it's just like checking on the ads that you're currently running and making little suggestions to see how you can tweak them, um, making sure that the ads are giving you a good cost, checking on the email series. I know sometimes we've made adjustments to some of the titles of the emails. Um, but yeah, so, so it's, I feel like it's such a great way to, just be able to check in on the ads that you're running. But then, of course, I'm also there to help when you are getting new ads going to make sure that everything goes so smoothly because, gosh, there's so much nuance to running Facebook and Instagram ads that, yeah, it makes a difference for sure. That is very true. So, yeah. Amanda, with your ads, do you run them both to Facebook and Instagram? Yes, I do. Have you looked at how they do on each of the different platforms? Um, yes. I don't know. Oh, yes, I have looked at. I think Facebook is doing a lot better. Or is it? You know, I have looked, yeah. but apparently not recently enough to tell you. How okay. Each so doing we'll separately. Yeah, we'll double check on our next on our next office hours because I'm curious. But in general. Um, in general, I wouldn't be surprised if your Facebook ads are getting more convergence than your Instagram ads, because in general, it's so funny, because usually I will still see Facebook doing a little bit better than Instagram in terms of cost and numbers, but every once in a while, I'll see people, especially if they have a large audience already on Instagram, and if they're doing a lot of Instagram stories um, organically without giving giving them money. Um, sometimes I will see Instagram stories ads just absolutely kill it and work so amazingly. So it's interesting because it really just, just depends, you know. But I would not be surprised. But I do want to go and check on that because I think that will be very interesting to see. Um, oh, gosh. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. I know we've got just a few minutes left. But this has been so fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. Yeah. So next week, um, we're going to have my friend Liz M. Lopez um, also talking about some ads that she has been running to um, a resume mistakes guide that she created. So she is a career and business coach. Sorry. And, um, gosh, she really focuses on so much stuff. So she's an expert in LinkedIn, an expert in resumes. Um, she also uh, is an expert in speaking strategies and stuff like that. And she's the co-owner of the Keystone Mastermind Alliance, which both Amanda and I are also a part of. Um, so we didn't actually meet in in the Keystone Mastermind Alliance. We met at a different networking group, but then we got to know each other more from both being part of KMA, which is super cool. So next week we'll be, uh, we'll have Liz on the show. And, um, so fun fact, the show was actually pre-recorded yesterday, which is so weird, um, <laughs> to then talk about how, like, I wanted to talk about my show with you and I, I kept thinking, oh wait, 
I can't really talk about that because that will have already happened when people are actually listening to it, which is a little bit trippy for me. <laughs> but I had to pre-record it because next week I am going to be flying to San Diego uh, during the time of the recording. And so I'm flying to San Diego for Amy Porterfield's event called Entrepreneur Experience. And I'm so excited for this. Um, as you probably already know, because I have managed to talk about her every single show so far, which is very funny to me, um, she is an entrepreneur. She ta- right now, she focuses a lot on um, her Digital Course Academy, um, but forever ago, like back in the day, gosh, like 2015, I went through her last round of the Profit Lab and I, even before that, started listening to her podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, and just got so much value from that. And so a couple of years ago, I went to her live event, and I loved it. I got a lot of value from it. And she's doing it again. She Last year, she did it only as a bonus for people that joined her in her B-School, which, um, it, which is Marie Forleo's B-School, but Amy's an affiliate for it, and I... Uh, have not gone through B-School, so I was so sad I wasn't able to go last year. But this year, I can. So I'm very excited because I'll, so I'll be going there. And um, so when I get back, I'll do a show all about um, lessons that I've learned from her entrepreneur experience. So she will be there, Rachel Hollis, who wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. Amanda, have you ever heard of that book? I think you have about it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's got the, she's pretty well known at this point, but so she'll be there and then Stu McLaren will be there and Stu McLaren is a, um, like memberships guy and I heard him speak in Toronto at some point last year and when he was speaking, he was talking all about memberships, which is kind of what gave the idea for the Ad Makers Society. So I'm very excited about that. I will be sharing about that when I get back. But okay, so again, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. And again, to uh, follow Amanda, you can go to slowfoodskitchen.com. You can also find her on Instagram, slowfoodskitchen. Follow the link in her bio to get your free kale chips. All right, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Ads Maven. Jen Palsik will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. See you next week where we will dive into more Facebook and Instagram ad strategies.